Hello, I'm Fernando Augusto Pacheco, and this is the Global Countdown, first broadcast on The Briefing on the 25th of May. Her career was amazing. And, 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 you know, as Tyler was saying, clearly she was an icon for Zurich and Switzerland. But one interesting thing here, she is a global icon, though she was born in the U.S. Georgina, her presence, even in my home country, Brazil, she still has one of the records of attendance at the Maracanã Stadium in Rio. Uh, more than 180,000 people paid to see her in the late 80s. So, you know, she does have that uh, presence. You know, you talk, Tina, everybody has a story uh, to say about her favorite song it's hard i'm sure there'll be some fans that might disagree with my little top five here but you know it's, it's tina songs i think you shouldn't uh, be unhappy as well uh, shall we start at number five i start with number five because i do think she's simply the best uh, this is tina turner with the best I do hope our listeners are also joining in with the dancing that we're doing here. And Georgina, it's interesting because this song was originally by Bonnie Tyler, but Tina Turner, when, you know, she might sing a song from someone else, a cover, but she makes it her own. Uh, and of course, her version was the more uh, famous one. And I was talking about her being a global icon. This song as well uh, was a part of an Australia rugby league ad. So she became an icon for this league and she always did promos for them. She performed there. So they have a quite a close relationship. So I like those stories about her as well. So I'm sure they're mourning her death as well. Absolutely. What's at number four? Number four, it's a very elegant track. I love it. One of my favorites. And it's also part of her remarkable comeback in the 80s with her album Private Dancer. She had very difficult years, uh, you know, after her split up with Ike and everything. And, and nobody would expect. She was 44 at the time. You know, the music industry is ageist right now. Can you imagine in the 80s, Georgina? Uh, but this is one of the leading singles from that album. It's Tina Turner with Private Dancer. I like a comeback, you know, Georgina, and I think it's fascinating. I mean, of course, people knew about Tina Turner, but with that album, Private Dancer, she became a mega star and very famous. I think Europe, in a reason, you know, I, I don't know the reasons why she moved to, to, to Switzerland, but she was very welcome in Europe, more so than in the United States, when you look at sales and everything. Mm. And of course, that that's her, her solo career, her relaunch, if you like, although she called it her debut, uh, was all about overcoming domestic violence and being this strong woman who's been just such a beacon for so many other women and such an influence on other artists like, say, Beyonce. Absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, Beyonce, in fact, she re-recorded some of Tina's songs. But we should go back as well uh, to the 60s because, I mean, she's an iconic. I mean, I've seen some of her performances online. The way she dances is quite unique. And this song that we're going to hear now, it's usually voted one of the best songs of all time. It's Tina Turner, River Dip, Mountain High. And it gets 
you can't put Tina in a box, you know. Even in the even in the sixties, she had that rock and roll attitude, mm. which is, you know, it's so her. And I'm sure her, there were music producers trying to tame her a little bit. I don't think she likes to be tamed in any way. <laughs> um, number two. <laughs> oh, I love this song. This is from I believe '71, uh, "Proud Mary," which once again, it's not a song by Tina. It's, so, it's a song by Creedence Clearwater Revival, but she made it her own. I mean, it starts very slow and sultry and then it goes to a crazy epic funk song. It's wonderful, right? I love it. It's Proud Mary by Tina Turner. Goosebumps oh, is you know, amazing. Yeah, I'm feeling actually quite tearful about it. You suddenly realise how completely fantastic yes. she was and what a talent the world has lost. Uh, you were saying that that song wasn't originally uh, recorded by her. And as it is with um, the, our final song that we're going to play, which I have to tell you was originally offered to Cliff Richard. It was then given to Donna Summer, who sat with it for a couple of years, wow. did nothing with it. It was then given to the British pop group Bucks Fizz, who recorded it but did didn't release it until 2000 until it finally ended up with Turner. Tell us about this song. And I have to say I'm glad it kind of landed on, <laughs> on Tina's lap because this song, I mean for me she feels very liberated even in the video for this track. She's very danning, walking around New York City it's of course What's Love Got To Do With It, which is the best selling single in her career and I can understand. From 1984 it's part of her big comeback it even gave the film for her for a biopic with Angela Bassett, What's Love Got to do with it, which is a great biopic as well, I have to, I have to say. So maybe people should be watching that uh, tonight. Or Tina's documentary, which is also very good. I mean, this song, isn't it great, Georgina? I mean, I think everyone can sing along to it. Still today, some DJs, they release remixes version of it. Kygo did uh, very recent. But I think we should almost end the show with this beautiful track, What's Love Got to Do With It? Try to ignore that it means more than that. Oh, what's love got to do? Got to do with it. What's love but a second hand emotion? What's love got to do? Well, rest in peace, Tina. But what a pleasure to do a global countdown with five incredible tracks. We could have done ten. Mm-hmm.